Good morning. It's a sunny September 12, 2014, and you are tuned in to CITR 101.9 FM. You are listening to Up on the Roof with Robin and Jake. I am Jake. And my name's um, Cornelia. Yeah, Cornelia. Just In- interesting that, that Cornelia funny. would host the show Up on the Roof with Robin and Jake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it, was just, it just wasn't funny. We have got a really good show for you. For you listeners today, we've yes, got... Uh, yes, we do. We've got This Day in History, a segment that's going to come up later. Um, we've got some exciting, lots of exciting music. We're going to have someone come on the show and talk to us about a play that's happening. So an stay e- tuned. It sounds like a good one. An upcoming exciting play that you can't miss out on. Uh, so stay tuned to listen to that. And um, what what, uh, what have we... Uh, what, uh, what there... Hey there. What have you got queued up? Right now, we've got queued up a great song by Cousins off of their album, Singing Flash Drums. It's called, What's Your Name?
Welcome back to CITR. Uh, that was an 
the new album put yeah. out by What what was Shijin that Tito. that we were just listening to? Um it's an is an instrumental um album that he put out called Bedroom Safari released on Arbutus Records and I um a friend and I went to the record release um at a little tiny record store kind of in Nimo and Hastings area called Horses Records. And I think it's relatively new. I've never been there before. And uh, a couple of people performed, and then Adrian Teacher uh, came out, and he played his whole set, which was relatively short, maybe only like 30 minutes. He played his whole album uh, from inside of a tent hmm. in the record store. Yeah, and was it all kind of ambient, you know, kind of stuff? Um, it parts of Parts of it were, but actually maybe that wasn't the best example, but he... I, I always consider him um, really good at kind of pop guitar riffs. And he's, I think he's got a really good mind for, um, for music. And I think he's really good at writing those really catchy melodies. And that still came out in this album, I thought. Cool. Yeah. So, so even, so you could say that it got pretty intense. Intense. His, his performance yeah, it was, was intense. Yes, yes. <laughs> In a tent. In a, yeah. And uh, wh- what did we hear before that? We heard some Angel Olsen, I believe. Yeah, we heard Angel Olsen. Uh, that was the song Stars from her latest album. And before that, um, again, Cousins. Great song. Well. After, uh, pretty soon, we're going to try and get in a special guest to talk about, a, talk about an upcoming play that you must see. And um, But until then... Here is some Mac DeMarco with an, a song from Salad Days. This song is passing out the pieces. back to up on the roof okay are you guys ready mix a hitchcock masterpiece with a juicy spy novel 
add a dash of hilarious Monty Python, and you have Patrick Barlow's brilliant adaptation of The 39 Steps, a fast-paced whodunit for anyone who loves the magic of theater. Our next guest is the director of uh, this upcoming production, and uh, Mike McKenzie, are you with us? I am, Jake. Well, thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. Oh, any time. Now, can you tell us a little bit about this production? Absolutely. Well, um, let let me give you a little brief history on the piece. So, uh, 1915, John Buchan, who's a a former Governor General of Canada, he wrote this... um, I like to think all of our listeners are familiar with John Buchan. (laughs) Hopefully, hopefully. and, uh, yeah, he wrote basically the novel of The 39 Steps. Uh, fast forward 20 years, Alfred Hitchcock, a young Alfred Hitchcock, uh, decided to adapt it into one of his first films. Um, that film went on to, to become a, a cult classic. Uh, was voted, I think, the fourth greatest British film of the, the 20th century. Um, uh, so it's a classic uh, whodunit spy thriller uh, a la Alfred Hitchcock. Uh, and then you fast forward another 70 years, Patrick Barlow, who's a British uh, playwright, runs a theater company uh, in England. Uh, he decided to take uh, the best parts from the novel and the best parts from the screenplay and turn it into uh, a, a stage play, um, but with a twist. So instead of having a cast of hundreds, uh, multiple locations, uh, he decided to turn it into a comedy uh, with only four actors, uh, playing uh, over 100 parts uh, over the course of 120 minutes. Um, so so the, the, the play itself is, is a kind of a spy thriller, uh, but the, the world of the play is created in front of the audience with kind of whatever we have on hand. Um, the, the sets, there's, you know, the train, uh, we've got some trunks um, that kind of create the world of the train. Um, it sounds like it's a really kind of fun, fast-paced comedy. Like, I understand there's a plane crash that you could... <laughs> there is, a la, uh, like, North by Northwest. The, right. the, the other great thing is uh, Patrick Barlow has taken uh, elements from uh, other Hitchcock films, North by Northwest, Vertigo, Psycho, um, things like that, and, uh, and, and put it into the play. So there's, you know, there's nods and... and the tip of the hats to uh, uh, to hi- other Hitchcock films. Um, so yeah, there's a there's a plane crash on stage. There's a there's chase scenes. There's marching bands. Um, yeah, and like the 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 costume changes are quick and fast. Like sometimes actors are playing three or four characters at a time, uh, and and all they do is change their hats um, to illustrate uh, the, the changing character. So, Mike, uh, where and when is this going to be playing? Um, it, we open next, oh my gosh, we, uh, next Saturday. Uh, we have a preview next Friday night at the Metro Theatre uh, in uh, Vancouver, um, right down at the end of Granville Street. There's this beautiful, beautiful venue um, on Southwest Marine Drive uh, called the Metro Theatre. It's been around for 52 years. Um, not a lot of folks know about it. Uh, it's kind of uh, tucked away uh, beside a car dealership, um, but uh, it, it's a fabulous venue, and uh, and the, the cast is unbelievable. They are so funny. Um, there, there's not a rehearsal that goes by that we don't, you know, crack ourselves up laughing uh, at uh, the hilarity that's going on uh, on stage. It's uh, it, it's it's been a real joy to uh, to work on it uh, with Metro Theatre. Uh, we worked really hard all summer. Right on, on and uh, we're excited to uh, to get it out in front of an audience next week. We're excited to to come see it too. And how how did you get involved with Metro Theater? Um, I, I was asked to direct uh, a play last season called Moon Over Buffalo, um, and uh, it, it was a it was a hit. Um, had a great time doing it, and so. Uh, they, they called me up uh, in the middle of early June, I guess, and said, look, we're doing the 39 steps. Uh, we'd love for you to direct it. Um, would you be interested? And I, was, and I immediately said yes. Like, it, it was, it, you know, there wasn't a whole lot to think about. It's one of my favorite plays. Uh, I was lucky enough to see it at the Arts Club a couple times uh, a few years ago when they did it. Uh, and uh, it, it's truly like 120 minutes of nonstop hilarity. Um, 
And uh, so it's just, uh, it was a joy to, to say yes, and, and I was so glad I was available uh, and, and found an, an amazing cast to put the show on. Right on. Well, that sounds great. So uh, September 20th to October 11th is Indeed. the duration. And uh, where can we find tickets? Uh, tickets can be found on the Metro Theatre website, metrotheater.com. Uh, that's theater, like the Canadian theater, T-H-E-A-T-R-E. The only um, kind of theater. <laughs> exactly. I believe it's pronounced theater. <laughs> In our world, yes, yes. Uh, well, thanks for joining us, and thanks for telling us about uh, about your play that you've produced. Yeah. My pleasure, guys. We'll thanks so much for having it me. Out. Now, thanks, Mike. is there any before you go? Is mm-hmm. there any song that you that you just need to hear and need to share with the people? Absolutely. Um, I've become quasi obsessed with uh, Paul Simon uh, over the last little while, uh, and so I would love to hear this the classic. You can call me Al. Well. You have got it. All right. Thanks <laughs> Thanks for joining us, and everyone uh, go check out The 39 Steps. Thanks so much, Jake, Robin. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye. I want a shot of redemption, don't want to end up a cartoon in a cartoon graveyard. Bone digger, bone digger, dogs in the moonlight, far away my well-lit door. Just a beer belly, beer belly, get these mutts away from me, you know. I don't find this stuff amusing anymore. If you'll be my bodyguard.
When you join Balloon Club, we guarantee that you will be able to make a balloon poodle within the first day. Here at the UBC Ant Club, we just like to talk about ants and compare ant farms. Uh, it's really cool. Paperclip Club is all about, well, paperclips mostly. At Blah Club, you can blah blah, blah 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 Explosion! There's only one club worth joining at UBC, and that's CITR 101.9 FM. We got free tickets to shows, whirly pops, professional help in all types of audio engineering, passes to festivals, crazy parties, live band swag. All types of crazy people. Our programming manager rides a motorcycle. There's freestyle rapping, Nardwar, the human serviette, the vinyl and record libraries, Discord or magazine, free studio recording, and it sure beats the hell out of Paperclip Club, which is a thing that I just made up because I work at CITR. So come check us out on the top floor of the Student Union Building. We got all types of crazy shit for you to do. Or check us out online at www.citr.ca. Hey there. Barev. We're the Armenian Students Association, and we're here to bring together everyone. Armenians and non-Armenians. Who are interested in learning about the Armenian culture here at UBC. Find us on Facebook at ASA UBC to stay up to date. We look forward to seeing you at our future events. You're listening to CITR 101.9, broadcasting from UBC's Point Grey campus, located on the traditional, unceded, Coast Salish territory of the Hunkamenim-speaking Musqueam people. At Dunkin' Donuts, each and every radio show is brewed fresh and served fresh in the peak of its flavor. If you're a tough customer, only the taste of this radio show will do. So go ahead, let Dunkin' Donuts make your radio experience exquisite. Indeed. <laughs> Dunkin' Donuts, serving sweet treats from the pop underground. Thursdays, noon to one. time when beaver lodges like this one and the busy beavers that build them had almost disappeared from Canada because of over-trapping. But the beaver, who will always be associated with Canada's early days, has been reintroduced into many areas and it's made a successful comeback. The beaver builds dams because he has to store CITR in water deep enough not to freeze. With all the woodcutting that the beaver has to do, it's fortunate that his incisor teeth never stop growing. At work, customers tell me I look 16. I tell them I'm 22. They don't say, really? One woman tells me I'm too skinny like a girl. One man tells me to eat some meat. I pretend this isn't what he
to be a punk rock prodigy, but it's kind of okay with me. Since I'm still alive and breathing, yeah, I feel too young to be. One, two, three, four. This day in history. This day in history. What happened? Back in the past. Who's involved? What were the names and what did they think and what did they do and where did they go? And why? Welcome back to Up on the Roof. Uh, this is our new segment called This Day in History. And uh, we're going to talk about some stuff that happened on September 12th in the past. Well, so we've both looked something up. Do you want to go first or, or do you want me to go first? Okay, I can go first. Okay, tell me what you got. Tell me about... Hey, hey Robin, what happened this day in the past? Jake, on September 12th in 1940, a whole bunch of kids, four kids... Were in France. Wait, wait, wait. Is this the movie Stand By Me? No. They were in France, and they discovered at a place called Lascaux, or Lascaux? Lascaux. Lascaux, maybe? Uh, they discovered this cave, and it had all of these really, really ancient, ancient, ancient cave paintings with, like, a whole bunch of No of way! Animals. Yeah, for real. And then uh, a lot of people came, and then the, the caves... Um, the condition of the art on the walls was being destroyed from all of the people passing through. And so they now made a replica 
And so now when you go to the cave, you just see a replica of the cave. Actually, the, well, cause, well, the real cave is intact, I'm pretty sure, because I saw this movie by Werner Herzog, German director, and it might have been called Cave of Forgotten Dreams, but I might just be, I might just be guessing that it's possible. But um, they, they've closed off the real stuff to a lot of people, and only a select few archaeologists and German filmmakers get to go. And oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it, it was Werner Herzog. It was Werner Herzog. That's right. Um, I know about this personally, though, from Rick Steves, the goofy, uh, the goofy travel guy. Yeah. From, from public television. Well, th- it was really important, though, finding these caves, because it was like these early humanoids... They also had they had art and they had humanity. <laughs> Don't we all? Don't we all? Okay, well I'll tell you about my thing. Okay. Um, September twelfth is the generally accepted date for the Battle of Marathon, four hundred ninety B.C. Crazy. Tell us about it. Well, well, I'm glad you asked because the Battle of Marathon, and I've got a classics degree, so. I know what I'm talking about here. Um, the the Persians came across to invade Greece because what else are they going to do? They don't have TV or anything. So, but the Greeks, um, and mainly it was the Athenians and the Plataean, their neighbors, they, they rallied against them and they fought back successfully. And it was really cool because um, Greece had a really young democracy. It was the first democracy and it was all about people banding together and stuff and and they fought successfully and what is um lasting about the battle of marathon was a little guy called philippides and do you know what he did what did he do he ran back to tell everyone that they won he was like we have to go tell everyone that we won and so he ran and he'd like he marathoned it and that's why it's called the battle of marathon because the distance between marathon and athens is 42 kilometers approximately is that what a marathon is Mm, something like that yeah and so he did the very first marathon in the world because it was so important to tell them that they defeated the persians and it was this huge moment and when he got there on his last dying breath he said we defeated the persians but he said it in greek and then he died of um you know he died that sounds like it it could be something that didn't quite happen like that that sounds a little fantastical did i mention that i have a a bachelor's degree in this (laughs) so i think i know what i'm talking about okay we'll take your word for it this has been this day Day in in history History. here's always
Welcome back to Up on the Roof. Woohoo! You know what we need to do is we need to find a bunch of roofs. Oh, speaking of, hold on, I'll turn Claire's mic on. My sister's uh, hanging out here for a bit. Hey guys. Hello, Claire. Welcome. Welcome. Thank you. <laughs> Can you tell us about the roof you found here on campus? Um, I don't want to tell people where it is because I really like it and I kind of want not even people to know about it. Oh. But I really like it and I found a roof. So, so okay, without giving away the location, can you describe the roof? Um, it's pretty cool. You have to walk up, you have to walk into a building and then up through a couple flights of stairs and then you come out into this really nice balcony and it's got um, some tables and chairs and like plastic tables and chairs and uh, you got a nice view of the clock tower. Mm-hmm. So uh, all you UBCers out there, try and find this roof. <laughs> maybe, maybe what we'll do for next week or for weeks in the future is maybe we should hide a bunch of things on different roofs and then have a roof scavenger hunt like on campus or around town and then our super fans can uh because we know you're out there (laughs) they can win prizes for um for finding these things that could be cool i think i think if anyone has any um good roofs that they want to share with us I love finding roofs. Yeah. It was really exciting finding this one. Cool. Yeah. Well, um, not to change the topic drastically, but you know that thing when your dad sends you a text message that says, I'm moving to Azerbaijan for a year? (laughs) What? Because, like, that happened to me the other day. My dad sent me a text message saying, hey, hey, son, I'm moving to Azerbaijan for a year. And uh, it caught us off guard. Like we we weren't expecting it, but he talked about it with Jake's brothers, and just. I think he assumed that I had known about it or something. But you, so my first reaction is obviously, where is Azerbaijan? And <laughs> I looked it up, and it's a country, former USSR, and it's close to Georgia and um, Armenia. Yep, yep. They speak Azerbaijani and Russian. Mm-hmm. And they have cute little Soviet-era cars. Yeah, they have all those Soviet cars. The really, like, what are they called? L- uh, Ladas? Ladas, yeah. Jake, why, are they, why is he moving there? Um, I think he just, he's, he told me he'd had enough. Oh, no. He, he has a teaching job. Okay. He, yeah, he's that, makes, doing that makes a little more sense. <laughs> one-year teaching contract in Azer, Azerbaijan. Uh, Azerbaijan. Welcome back to Up on the Roof with Azerbaijan Gomeshi. That's a good. That's a good one. <laughs> so, so here's a little flavor of some Azerbaijani music. Um, this is I found this from a playlist on YouTube called Azerbaijan Music Seventies and Eighties. Can you uh, can you tell us the name of this one? <laughs> yes. Um, I I don't know what's the band or singer and what's the song title, but um, it reads Okte Agave Otengunla. Already, maybe. Here we go. Yatun damu, etan gula, agach altu, bulak sesi, günler keçir bize kalır, o günleri. Tirasi, kalasizim kechalari, yata salat dene dene, öten güne gün çatar mı, çalasanda günü güne. Ötün günler, 
Ömrüm çoxalır Öm azalır Bizimizde All right. Is that, is that a thing that we can start saying more on the? Um, I don't know. We can talk about that later. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we've reached the end of our show. Thanks for tuning in. It's been fun, and keep on listening. The Cat's Pajamas is coming up right yeah. after this. Nelly's up next. Don't forget to check out the Thirty Nine Steps, um, and don't forget to uh, keep looking for roofs and stuff and. And don't forget that your father could leave you at any time. <laughs> <laughs> it's his birthday yesterday, two days ago. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, cool. Happy birthday, Paul. Yeah, happy birthday. Have fun with your Azerbaijan family. <laughs>
Here's Chad Van Galen with Monster. And if you want to see a visualization of this, um, check it out. He's got a new video. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's kind of gross. It, but, re- uh, it reminds you that he can write really beautiful songs of really gross things. <laughs> Enjoy. Have a good day. Start on 